Craig Minyak walked through the chain-linked corridor, listening to the tapping heels of a prison guard close behind. A red light glowed to his right. An irritating buzz blasted in his ears and the gate opened, slowly rolling across a worn groove in the pavement. He waited, and waited, and the wheels seemed to roll so slow he thought he could have climbed over the damn thing before it opened up. The gate crashed into a metal housing and the guard said, You're free to go. Craig didn't look back. He could never do that. Back there was nothing but bars and blood and 20 years of his life that he'd rather forget. 20 years that he could have spent doing things he wanted to do, the way he wanted to do them, and with whom he wanted to do them with. It had been a long time since he felt in control of his destiny. It had been a long time since he could feast on his desires. He had suffered through a 20-year drought and he was starving. While in the joint... Craig felt like a minnow in the ocean, a small, soft man with no sense of self. But he was free, like a hungry lion on the loose, a ferocious animal, starving, ribs showing, his mouth salivating at his newly acquired latitude. The voices had waned in recent years, the voices that he used to hear, the voices that led him to prison. They were fair-weather friends, of course, recently returning now that he had re-entered their world, an awful place where darkness and madness feed on innocence. He took that first step across a faded white line painted below his feet. He felt the rush of freedom, a jolt of fear, took another step, and then another. The gate closed behind him, hammering shut, and he flinched. He gripped the paper sack in his hands and it crunched beneath his fingers, a sound he very much enjoyed hearing. He almost laughed out loud. The crunching was that appealing. He held the bag tight, like a security blanket. The bag and the contents within it were his only possessions. Besides the tan slacks, white button-up, and sneakers on his feet, the state of New York sent him away with his wallet which contained an expired driver's license, a pair of Wrangler jeans, a white T-shirt, an extra pair of boxers, socks, and an envelope with $100. There was also a small card stapled to the bag with an address to the Discovery Center, a halfway house run by the state's parole board. 1154 West 34th Street, New York, New York. Craig stood at the edge of West 20th Street, just outside of the Lincoln Correctional Facility. It was a busy, dingy road not far from the pier. The sounds of the city were nothing new to him. In fact, he longed for the outside, where he could connect the sights with the sounds he learned to love. He took his first breath of freedom and watched a delivery van backing up, beeping and navigating its way into a back street. He felt the rush of warm air wash over him and took in the putrid smell as the trash truck rumbled past. But he knew he was home when he heard the whoop-whoop of an NYPD patrol car as it passed through the dense traffic. He nervously fondled the paper sack and rocked from side to side, waiting for an uncertain future to begin. His eyes twitched and he cursed at himself. He hated his tics and he threatened to slap himself if he did it again.
He stood at the side of the road waiting on the cab ride that prison management had scheduled. He didn't have any family, and most of his so-called friends were in prison or available only when they stood to benefit. Craig was a freak, an aberration in the eyes of normal people, and he esteemed to live up to the so-called normal folks' expectations of freaks like himself. On a dare, he had a black widow tattooed on his face, a creepy thing that covered all of his facial features. The abdomen covered his eyes and nose, spanning from his forehead to his upper lip. The legs wrapped around his shaved head, and the mouth was naturally located over Crag's razor-sharp teeth, filed over the course of an eight-hour period while everyone else in the joint was sleeping. It took over 100 cases of cigarettes for Crag to trade up to the machinist's file through the prison's black market, 